Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all over the globe, the world, even though they're the same. I say it every week. This is Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. The dynamic duo who's bringing you the best content for video game developers and lifestyle of those developers i always mess that one up anyway helping me batting second on our team mr brandon fam what's up everybody this is brandon fam welcome to this week's episode bringing along with me a special guest gavin golden <laughs> how's it going guys hey gavin okay. welcome man oh thanks for having me oh it was easy easy Glad to have you. <laughs> easy grab so this is part of the podcast gavin that we uh, asked our guests such as yourself about your resume, a little background to our listeners, why you're here, where you've been, where you're going. Just don't sure. tell them how much we paid you, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how deep do you want me to go with uh, with that kind of history? As deep as you want to go, as fast yeah. as you want to go yeah. with, yeah. Okay, uh, so I guess, I mean, I think this year, I've got like dogs running around me, um, but uh, I guess this is my 15th year um in the industry um uh, well thank you um i actually started doing uh pixel art for really old cell phones like before the iphone came out um before that i was actually a a certification tester on the uh nokia n-gage like the side talking ah this guy yeah the phone that was supposed to be like a gamer's phone right yeah 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 sure well (laughs) it, it ended up being neither it was uh (laughs) <laughs> not not a good device and not a good uh, not a good phone. Um, yeah, man, I uh, I started doing uh, a lot of just general pixel art for that. I would do um, like UI. I did characters, which was always my my thing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, everything like tile sets, all kinds of stuff. And um, eventually, uh, I, I kind of got over that. Like, I, I didn't, I wasn't really having a ton of fun making a sixteen by sixteen like. Uh, guys running around on the screen so uh i actually ended up uh quitting um as you'll find a a theme in my career is spite and usually uh doing a lot of things out of spite um mm-hmm. but yeah this one was uh that i just needed time to uh make my own stuff and like get a portfolio that uh that would give me a job and yeah it took a few months and built out a few characters ended up working at a place called uh piranha games mm-hmm. they make the uh the uh, Mech Warrior games now, mm-hmm. and at the time we were working on uh, a project that never got released. But anyway, so I did that as a character artist there, and uh, uh, was there for a few years. Uh, eventually went uh, freelance once the uh, the uh, realized the game wasn't going to ship, so mm-hmm. um, basically couldn't get a publisher. So uh, yeah, another spiteful thing where it's like, well, I'm just going to go do my own thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have anything lined up? Nope. Bye. And just kind of uh, <laughs> left. Uh, so yeah, then I did freelance, and I, I got to work with uh, like Bioware on Dragon Age, and did some work nice. with Monol- Monolith and uh, uh, a few other like you know 
big companies like at the time mm-hmm. um eventually went to uh eventually realized that staying at home all day with a, a cat um for about <laughs> a year straight would basically make you seem like a crazy person uh to anybody who would talk to you mm-hmm. and uh that was true and i mean basically i was like starting to you know relate i don't know if you like do you guys are you where are you at like a studio have you like freelanced before or freelance a, a few months before yeah okay so eventually you start getting in the the mindset of relating everything to money or at least mm-hmm. i did uh so everything like i could <laughs> i couldn't do anything i couldn't do shit i basically right. i'd sit down to watch tv and i'm like man it's like an hour well that's you know however many dollars right. you know it's like, i just I'm like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like well i might as well be working because if i do anything i'm i'm not making money and it was just mm-hmm. you know, i was going crazy so uh I ended up actually uh, working with uh, Capcom Vancouver, mm-hmm. who just got uh, shut down right. a little while ago. Uh, I worked with them on a baseball game before they became Capcom and uh, on Dead Rising 2. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I left there uh, over after a few years to go to uh, Irrational to work on Bioshock Infinite as their lead. Nice. And uh, right before that place shut down, I ended up going to where I am now at Insomniac, mm-hmm. where I've been the uh, character lead on uh, Sunset Overdrive and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I didn't know your nickname was Studio Slayer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, this is my... Uh, I, uh, with uh, with Irrational, I was like, oh, shit, that oh sucks. And then, but then, like, yeah. I thought Capcom was uh, was safe, but, yeah, man, don't don't follow me, that's for sure. <laughs> at least Insomniac uh, seems really on the, the up and up. Right, right. Were you part of that whole uh, big layoff period or you left before your no, no, I actually left because um, at the time, again, like I was a, a lead on the team. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's like, you know, an NDA thing or anything like that. But right. uh, at the time, they were talking about going flat and doing uh, um, like, you know, like smaller sm- games. Yeah, smaller things and stuff like that. They never talked about like layoffs or anything like that. And uh <laughs> Honestly, man, like I just I wasn't interested in it. So I'm, well, yeah. I don't want to be here. And uh, no, no offense to any of you guys if you're from there, but like I fucking I hate Boston. Like I, I can't. Right. I don't right. like jive well with that place. So mm-hmm. uh, I was just getting tired of it, man. And like I, I didn't like it there. And then like you know, they're kind of like taking like my team away from me and stuff. Like more like mm-hmm. kind of spreading it out. Not I didn't not literally taking it away, but it mm-hmm. didn't sound like I was going to have the same job. Right, I, I didn't really like that, so you know, I uh, kind of wanted to change and ended up going like back uh, to the West Coast, and um, you know, Sunset Overdrive is kind of what drew me in. Like, I thought that was an amazing project. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then, very, then yeah, very that, stylized too. So that had to be attractive, I would imagine. For a yeah, totally. Right? And uh, I, I've got like a a bizarre fetish for a uh, uh, character creation, like the uh, customization system. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, so far, like I think on the past four projects I've been a part of, we've had some kind of like create a player type system, right? And that, that's mm-hmm. uh, at the time that's what drew me in for for sure. And now uh, with Spider Man, I mean, that's like my my childhood hero. So like, mm-hmm. I never thought that was going to happen, but yeah. Well, first off, congratulations on the game. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Saw the headlines, like fastest selling <laughs> PS4 like, game in history. Yeah, to 3.4 million months like after that. God of War, PlayStation yeah. in Japan, they're like killing it over there. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah, apparently we had. I don't know what 
know if we ever hit like full sellout or mm. sold out for uh, Japan, but I think we were at like 96% or something like that. Just pretty crazy. That's amazing. But, uh, but yeah, thank you, man. It's uh, dude, I beyond like sales and like reviews and stuff like that. It's crazy. Cause I'm like a lifelong Spidey fan, like life, lifelong. Right. Like I think right. there's like two days of my life where I haven't had an article of Spider-Man around me. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you know, I mean, you get the project. I mean, you guys have worked on, you know, it's like any project that you work on, mm-hmm. you know, you put in all your time and, you know, you do the work and then it, it's about to go out and you're like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like it. Um, you know, everything like people are saying it's good, but you don't right. know, like, you don't know how it's going to go. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, it's been overwhelmingly positive and just the, the fact that like my Twitter feed can go from, uh, I know it's not a political podcast, but go from, uh, <laughs> like fucking trump and just like the dumpster fire that is the that, that, <laughs> us, that, us, that <laughs> usually <laughs> is yeah it just usually is uh my feed yeah that now it's just like spider-man spider-man everywhere so i, I kind of have this like my childhood hero is just right. taking over like everything and that's uh fair. it's that that's a surreal like crazy honor that i never yeah. thought i'd have like in my mm-hmm. career so uh i'm super happy dude oh, that's <laughs> awesome was it about spider-man i guess that drew you in at an early age like i too love spider-man i think the costume design did it for me i think it was one of the best looking like non-cheesy superhero mm-hmm. costumes heroes at that time where you didn't have the over-exaggerated boots or the like the accents on the costume that had all this ridiculous shit i just thought mm-hmm. the spider-man costume was just super legit yeah i mean for me um you know i mean obviously when i was super young i probably couldn't mm-hmm. read like what he was actually saying or like the meaning of it. But uh, to me, it's like the underdog, you know, like I'm not gotcha. like, you know, I'm a like tiny guy. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not like a fucking six foot five, like, you know, brute or anything like that. So uh, <laughs> that's exactly what you <laughs> just call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I feel exactly. like, I, I'm not like a guy named Larry. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there you uh, go. But anyway, so, you know, I just like things in like my like personal life and stuff like that is like, I'm, he's the underdog. Like he's not, yeah. you know, Batman is like the super wealthy, like, yeah, you know, fine. guy, he's got everything, right? Yeah. Superman, yeah. who is the worst comic character ever, but, uh, he is everything. He's, yeah. he's every, he's everything. You know what I mean? Like you can't beat him. Right. Yeah. But with Spidey, he's like the struggling human, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like he is the like epitome of like a superhuman like he's a, a person whose two worlds yeah. have to compete with each yeah. other and he yeah. suffers you know what i mean he's he can't like he doesn't have like a cave that he can right. just like make all of his shit in you know he's like struggling to pay rent and yeah. uh you know it's uh it's just like such a human story and yeah. uh yeah he's always like you know the underdog right but right. then i mean just visually like at the at the time i mean i was a kid of like you know, the eighties and like the nineties. So, uh, who doesn't like fucking, you know, mm-hmm. Venom or something like, you know what I mean? Like when you have like uh McFarlane drawings and stuff right, and, right. you know, you've got, uh, like all like the monsters and stuff they introduced then and like, you know, green goblin and like Mysterio and stuff. It's like, man, they're, they're just so cool. Like villains, you know what I mean? And I think it just kind of pulled me in and then mm-hmm. you have the hero that like is the complete contrast of all of them. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you you've been jumping around all over there, 
both countries, <laughs> right? Canada and yeah, US. yes, yes. So, uh, do you have a family or are you single? Like, how, how is that traveling <laughs> uh, around? No, I've got a. Uh, I mean, I got a girlfriend here, and uh, mm-hmm. I've got a dog. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's pretty simple. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, moving around, like I, I would say, like I've moved, man. 15 like, years. Yeah, I think in 15 years it's been 22 times. Ah! Yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. man. Yeah. But but it's because like whenever I'd be in a city, I would just like I'd basically be moving around like every year to like a yes. new place or something. Yeah. Um so Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've just kind of learned like I don't own a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So I have like, you know, the things that I need and that's it. Kind of like a minimalist lifestyle, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a reality that most game developers come to grips with. Even working on amazing titles like you have, like Bioshock mm-hmm. Infinite and now Spider-Man, mm-hmm. we're always having a luggage by the door ready to move to the next <laughs> job. You need like a, you need like, a bug, <laughs> like a bug out bag, you know? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Especially, I don't know if you guys are from uh, LA or whatever, but that seems oh, like yeah. common around here, man. It's like, yeah. you gotta be ready. You know, be ready. Exactly. Um, All my moves usually start on a Friday and end on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, it. Well, let's bring it back to the art. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell me right around the transition point from going from pixel art mm-hmm. to investing in three D, you know, mm-hmm. knowledge, or even just starting to develop your skills there? Yeah. I'm assuming around the Nokia N-Gage time, yeah, I mean, 3D, tool, 3D tools have come a long way at that time. Yeah. So I guess, can you kind of take me through just that transition point specifically where you're like, oh, let me see what this 3D shit's all about? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I actually, uh, I mean, I learned 3D in school. Um, oh, yeah. uh, actually, I'm, I'm a college dropout. Like I didn't, I didn't want to keep doing it. Um, smart man. Yeah, I mean that we can get into that too. I mean, I've I've ranted about this for actually. For years. Let's let's do that after you after you get to this. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay, uh, cool, cool. But uh, um, yeah. I actually, I learned uh, XSI in uh, in school, uh, and uh, a little bit of Lightwave, and uh, no relevance in the games industry, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. None. There's like one, there's like one Japanese studio that uses uh, XSI, yeah. you know. Uh, one developer in my life who was a big fan of XSI. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, dude, it was a great modeler, man. Yeah, it, it was. Awesome. I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's kind of like what. Um, I haven't really used Moto, but I get the impression that it's the same sort of Very similar. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So I mean, I, I was doing 3D the whole time, and like really, like pixel art was my the hard one because that's like what I was. I wasn't trained to do that. I just kind of did it. Um, I used to do when I was like a, a teenager, I would um, uh, mod like Doom and stuff like that and kind of do like sprites. Um, so I kind of knew a little bit about it, but I, I never got trained to do it. I just kind of figured it out as I was going. Um, yeah. But then like uh, like the first, because in those years, because I didn't know shit, I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what 3d was in games mm-hmm. because i basically learned like film modeling mm-hmm. and uh then sprite like pixel art so i knew like both opposite ends of the spectrum but i didn't know like i don't know like how do you like model things right and there was no like normal maps or anything at the time so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like painting you know like old quake characters or something like that yeah. um and like that's kind of where i started developing more is like getting like the old um the characters into the old Unreal Engine and uh, and uh, like Quake and stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah, man, I mean, I, I think I've been through three generations so far. And uh, yeah, I mean, and that one going from like PS1 to PS2 or PS2 to PS3, wherever normal maps started. That's uh, three. Three. Yeah. So that was like a crazy time because it was yeah. like the fucking wild west. Nobody knew yeah. how to do shit. So yeah. like you would just like you'd have guys that would like just model. I remember like Quake 4. I think they had their art book and it was just modeling everything. And you just had this crazy high definition model and they're like no ZBrush, right? Because yeah. it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Prey came out and they started doing ZBrush and they would be sculpting. And then people would start kind of trying to do like that, but they would have no, like people were painting normal maps by hand and stuff. Like there was no like order, you know, you just kind of did, you know, whatever worked. Right. And, uh, it was crazy, man. Like just trying to wrap your head around how a texture could bend light to make it look like a high poly model. Like that's yeah. what kind of fucking <laughs> sorcery is that? You know what I mean? So I think normal maps are the result of the best programmer art I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. We can keep that one. We'll yeah, keep everything that one. else has been yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so we're going to go back to you talking about going into college, learning a little bit and then deciding that it wasn't for you. Yeah. Which art institute were you victim? Of? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, not far off. Uh, I was at, so I grew up in Eastern Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at a place called the Center for Art and Technology. Ooh, it was either it was none of those things. It wasn't. Like, <laughs> none it, of yeah. Dude, here's the here's what happened. It's my fault, right? Because I didn't research any of this shit. But like, I mean, I was a kid, right? And like, I I thought like I knew I wanted to go into games when I like graduated, and I went from uh, I'm like, okay, I, I got to go to Sheridan, which is like a big school mm-hmm. in Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, in order to get an animation degree, because I guess that's what game developers have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, looking in their magazine, they like they have a character in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, <laughs> I wanted to get into there. So I started trying to get a fine arts degree and uh, failed miserably at that because I'm not really a fine artist. Like I just want to make, you know, digital stuff, which I know mm-hmm. is kind of like, you know, maybe counterproductive or something like that. But, uh, you know, I mean, they're expecting like a portfolio of abstract fucking art and like things. And like, I'm drawing like wizards and like dragons and just like, you know, like, you know, superheroes and things like just trying to rip off like Frazetta as much as I can. And, um, you know, obviously I like, I didn't get in. So I'm like panicking because I'm like a kid in high school. I'm like, man, I don't, I put all my eggs in this one basket. I've been drawing like my, my uh my ass off for uh for like years now you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> literally like i i got a a magazine and i looked at the back and it had like the center for arts and technology uh-huh. and uh i'm like okay and by the back oh, okay, you yeah. mean like the little classifieds like no it was like it was like a page it was, a, dude, it was <laughs> okay. it was classy it was a full okay. page it was a full page ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah they, they spared no expense at suckering people into giving them money mm-hmm. um and uh yeah dude uh, i don't know yeah so I, I basically like called them and was uh you know like so how what i what do i have to do to get in mm-hmm. and like it, there's no alarm going off because to me it's like they're as legit as a yeah, fine arts like i don't know like they, they they seem why would you not you know 
Um, advertising. Yeah. <laughs> right. They have an advertisement in a in a magazine that yeah. is sent to my school. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean it's kind of like like Dave school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh Yeah, I think there's uh, like a like no more. one's kind of around that level too. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I applied there and obviously got in cuz there's no prerequisites to actually get a, accepted. I mean, you just have money and um you know, I, I, I went in and uh, I was going through the first year and, and I learned like, I guess because I was so new, you know, like I didn't know any of this shit. Like I, I messed around with like, again, like Doom a little bit, but mm-hmm. I didn't understand what thing. I didn't understand what a 3D program was. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I ended up going to school and uh, learned like 2D animation and uh like premiere and like everything, like all everything, like a little bit of everything and nothing really substantial. Right. Oh, yeah. Then uh, the second year rolls around. I mean, at the time I think like school was man, like 20 K a year or something like that. I think it's like fucking five Same times now. that now. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I want to be a character artist, right? Like I, I knew it's what I wanted. I think there was, there's probably people at the time that I was like, kind of idolizing a little bit like like uh like bobo i don't know if you know like yeah uh, bobo. Bobo the seal he's like my i love him right so uh i probably saw something like that on like polycount or whatever and i was like that's what i want to do mm-hmm. that's what i'm that's what i'm going to do right and they're like no you have to do storyboarding and uh <laughs> you know all this other stuff i'm like no i fucking don't like i'm yeah. paying you it's just like portfolio time uh-huh. and i'm gonna make what i want and you can grade me on that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I'm like, okay. And then I quit and I left and I literally, I literally packed everything I had into a bag and hopped on a train and moved to Vancouver nice. and started, uh, I started doing, I was a line cook for a while and, uh, I did that and just modeled stuff on my own time until I get the, the first job. Man. You know? well, that's a, that's a good story. I'm glad you took your future into your own hands. Well, I was, I was also, as you can probably guess, based on my appearance, I was an angsty kid. So I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I didn't really like the idea of paying what I thought was a ton of money at the time uh, to somebody and just not getting what I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was weird. So. Were you paying as you go or you didn't go through the whole loans process? No, I had a loan for the first year. And then the second year, it was basically like every year. And, uh, and yeah, when, when the second one rolled around, I just got out before I had to, had to pay. It's very smart. See, they hide that from the students. Mm -hmm. So we don't see the bills until way after the fact, Mm -hmm. because I would have had the same reaction if I had saw how the bill was racking up. Yeah. Because I know, uh, you know, a few friends of Larry and mine left before finishing school, and mm-hmm. and a lot of them were pretty successful afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just knowing the the it's the beginnings of 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 learning the type of programs you need to learn mm-hmm. is really what you need because fresh out of high school or whatever, you don't really understand the industry as much. But having some introduction to it, and it's like, oh, I see how it is. All right, mm-hmm. let's get some Noman videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i'll yeah. just self-educate for this yeah part. totally i mean for me it was polycal man they like polycal, they uh yeah. like old school polycal they uh just kicked my ass so uh <laughs> but you know you kind of get broken down and built back up into their uh into their image you know what i mean so 
Man, so what was your first uh, released character model that you, I, I guess, put together for a game project? Oh man, like uh, if release you, if you recall. Yeah, I mean, release is tough because they they got canceled, right? Mm-hmm. So like the first ones that I did, you know, I basically had like two years or something of yeah. of canceled uh, uh, canceled stuff. Actually, like my first one was freelance. And it was for uh, do you remember uh, Big Huge Games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like when they were working on uh, uh, it was one of their RPGs, and I did like a gladiator for that. Cool. Um, yeah, it would have been one of the freelance ones because they basically were ready to go at the time. Uh, then probably like Dragon Age after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. And I wish I could make characters. I made one <laughs> character in my life, and it's I looked at it actually like three days ago. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's really Which, bad. What's crazy, man? Because like these days, I mean, I don't really make a lot of stuff anymore. I uh, I mean, I've made like a few things on Spider-Man, but like a lot of my, yeah, like a lot of my job now is more, uh, you know, team management and like mm. uh, helping with like art direction and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's, which is kind of crazy because like that's not a thing that they really, you really get taught get for. Taught, it. yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. basically I've spent you know almost 15 years making stuff and like sculpting and like learning all that shit. And then uh, eventually it's like, you just kind of like drift away from it. Right. Like, Why am I, what am I doing? You know, and uh, it's like, oh, I'm just, you're doing this completely other, like separate job that nobody taught you uh, or told you you were going to do. So you learn how to hold a coffee mug and take. Some- <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this is the let, optimal position to yeah, stand let, behind yeah, someone let, when you critique yeah, them. Yeah. Learn how to like pick out a tie, you know, yeah. it's like, how do I hover from you yeah. and be yeah, respectful yeah. at the same time? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. How can I be an appropriate amount of like passive aggressive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess for all the listeners out there, cause I mean, obviously we know the gig when you get into like the leadership position, you might feel like you are the best, right? Like they companies will hire their best designer, their best artist, mm-hmm. their best engineer to become the lead artist, lead designer, lead engineer. Mm-hmm. And that person will immediately notice that they spend very little time doing what yeah. they did to actually get to that role and so much more time doing management and doing like you were saying. But I guess the trade-off is they're hoping that you can spend 80% of your time making everyone under you 50% better. better yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's that's why I guess stuff like that kind of happens in our industry. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I like People it. Aside. Yeah. I mean I like it. it it's a <laughs> uh, it's just kind of a different, you know, I mean I, I guess it's not really like the uh the path I had thought of a long time ago, but I mean, I've been doing, I've been a lead for like a while now, yeah. a while now. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I really like, and that is exactly it. I mean, you start taking joy out of seeing, you know, your team grow and like giving opportunities to people. And, you know, I mean, I don't have kids, but I assume it's like kind of like the whole parenting thing where you're like, you know, I get to see, yeah. I get to like give somebody something better than I had, or, you know, I get to, you know, try to make things better. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool to me. Yeah. No, Steve, you can't tell him he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is why <laughs> uh, a lot of people management. Uh, would you say the Spider-Man character team is probably the biggest team that you've managed mm. size of the team or infinite or whatever other projects? Uh, it's, they're the same size actually like infinite really? and, uh, yeah, the the difference with Spider Man is that there's a lot of uh, dealing with like outsourcing, and Infinite oh, didn't really have that. Um, on both, we had eight people. Wow, that's it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we're pretty small. A lot of content for eight people. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. How uh, many damn suits does Spider Man have? Well, I guess most of it's <laughs> materials and less modeling. Yeah, maybe I some mean, modeling, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they're all modeled out. They're all okay, unique. Yeah. Um, but go. with the suits, they're they're a bit different because you have so much um, reference. Mm-hmm. You just kind of pull from that. And we basically develop like a a process throughout creating like our first few. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, this is what, you know, Scarlet Spider would look like in uh, in our world, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're kind of just able to like translate it without having to like concept it out and stuff like right, that. So, right, right. Um, but yeah, on Spider-Man, we ended up having uh, like Passion Republic, did a lot of our, our uh, like civilian stuff, like our clothing and things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, this is like a huge outsourcing like flow right so right, right. Having to get, like things like that ready and approving that and giving feedback and stuff so yeah what other uh key differences between having a a, a valuable source like spider-man to pull from uh mm-hmm. versus like an original ip like infinite and all that to create characters from yeah i mean i think i mean i wouldn't say like one's necessarily easier than the other mm-hmm. but um i mean with bioshock i mean we kind of i mean it's bioshock it's just infinite's like way different than you right. know one Everything. and two but yeah you know anything else uh but uh you know i mean it's still kind of got this like you know through line that is similar mm-hmm. uh, but with spider-man we have our collaboration with marvel right and right. with marvel i mean it's just it's like opening a like you have walking encyclopedias like all the time that are just right. like coming to you and like working with you and you know just giving you like resources and information and things like that that you'd never have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not necessarily easier. None of it's easy, but it's like, man, you basically have like a like Jedi's of the the franchise. You know what I mean? That are like right there all the time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely made it, you know, smoother for sure. Because otherwise, it would be like, man, I, I guess I'm just guessing at what these characters are and stuff like that. And right, you know, it's a. Uh, a lot yeah. of iteration right. over and over, over yeah totally yeah so i mean it do was you, hmm? do you find in any way that that also could have been a hindrance for you guys like you would come up with creative ideas and then find out like oh that's not it's, canon or it no, wouldn't happen that way or, no no not okay. really i mean okay. marvel is always uh like super like supportive of us like creating our own world and stuff like that so not to talk shit about somebody else but <laughs> i've worked like with uh like mlb before and uh, worked with like nfl nhl and uh usually they're really really particular because they own you know the brand the brand right so they and then there's the brand then there's the players union the players union wants people like people in their union represented like properly and all that stuff can get you because you're like man i have to like make sure everything's equally represented I have yeah. to run likeness through all these different people. I have to do all this stuff. And it's really like, you know, it's kind of taking the magic out of it, I guess. Right. But it, like, that's kind of, that's bad. But with Marvel, man, they're like, they're, they're from day one, they were supportive about us telling our own story, like build our own world. And, you know, I'm not sure if you guys played the game or not, but like our, our like Peter Parker's different or takes on the villains are different stuff like right. that. So, you know, it's, uh Yeah. No hindrance at all. It was it's a really really good, really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was a great relationship. Hey guys, why don't we take a break and hear from our sponsors? Dang, dude, your your scene's looking pretty sharp, but 
it, it's like it's getting faster and faster that you're working on this kind of stuff. I usually it takes you a while, but you know, you cleared a whole room in like the last hour I was watching over your shoulder. What's going on? This is all thanks to Quixel Megascans of the photogrammetry program from Quixel that allows me to use photogrammetry textures and assets to put into my scene. It's as easy as drag and drop, and it's something that you, I, anybody in the game industry can use right now. Oh, nice. Well, where do I go and find out more about Quixel and Megascans? Go to megascans.se. You can use our promo code GDU. That gives you 30% off for the first three months. But what exactly do I get if I use that promo code? You get a couple of apps, right? Megascans is a library, so uh, they update that every week. Also, you have uh, Quixel Mixer that allows you to kind of customize your own textures using their library. And the Quixel Bridge that allows you to uh, easily integrate it into Unreal Engine or Unity. It's nice. going to be really helpful for you. So if you want to be able to use photorealistic art in your games, in your architectural previs, in whatever 3D projects you're working on, and you need high-level, top-quality-looking art, you can definitely go to Quixel Suite, get Megascans, you can use Bridge, and you can also use Mixer. That's a heavy combination, and it's available for less money than it normally costs. So exactly. definitely use our code. Begin your subscription make- now. Yeah, you can make art that looks like Brandon's. Exactly. So, um, it took you guys about what five years? You you were there from the beginning, right? You were there since Sunset Overdrive, so I'm assuming yeah. you were part of the whole. Yeah, yeah, I was there from day one. Um, I want to say like four years. Four years. Oh wow, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, guys, crank that out. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm really happy to see yes, the bounce probably. back. Uh, for Insomniac, because uh, I know Sunset Overdrive is very imaginative, mm-hmm. you know, and I love it's Sunset, this like yeah. super open world, like so fast and fantastic kind of shooter. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like shooter platforming. I, I kind of yeah. like. Say there's a little of both it's, involved. It's like Tony Hawk with guns. Exactly. exactly. That's a really great way to sell it, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, you know, the reception wasn't as great as I'm sure the studio would have mm-hmm. liked. Yeah. And so I was very interested to see what Insomniac was going to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so to bounce back with this Spider-Man is like, all right, people are mm-hmm. like not even worried because it's not that it was a bad game. Maybe it just didn't hit well with the audience. Yeah. This one for sure has like nailed every tenant that you would expect both <laughs> creatively and financially yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. from an outsider's perspective. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, thank you. But it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I love sunset, but I, uh, I mean, like I, again, like Spider-Man's like my top, you know, it's like above like, star wars or any other like mm-hmm. typically you know uh whatever nerdy yeah. nerdy ip that you'd like um yeah man he's like my top so uh it's hard not to be proud <laughs> well you know there was this other game that came out uh about a year ago i mean it's been sweeping the internet by storm <laughs> it's called the fast five <laughs> and i'm gonna ask you five rapid fire questions and all okay. i get from you are five rapid fire answers mm. So keep in mind, uh, this is like after a full day of work. Sure. So, uh, yeah, uh, so I, I'm not sure how rapid it'll be, but if it's like, <laughs> you know, like if you want like Lazy River Five, I think I can <laughs> I can do that. Well, look, the high score list is the high score list, and where you end up is all up to you. Just leave it at that. Uh, you ready for a question number one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, question number one: What's your who is your favorite Spider-Man villain? Oh man. I think Mysterio. 
All right. Yeah. Question number two. Your least favorite video game hero. Oh, shit. Well, I don't want to like throw shade on anybody. No, that's all <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It's not uh, that it sucks. It's just that, you know, it didn't hit the wow. note with you. Or it's not your favorite. My least favorite hero. Oh, dude, that's tough. Because usually I, I'm so like, I'm so stubborn that I'll usually either just like muscle through something or if I play it and don't like it, I'll immediately shut it off and just never like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, my, my, my patience is so low for that kind of thing. I don't think I have a good answer. Right. I'll, can I, can I switch out? Can, can I have like a, do you have like a sixth one ready that I can like switch out for? Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> can you, can you name one of the games that, like you said, you just immediately shut it off. Can you just name one of those experiences? Yeah. Uh, that? the most recent ones, Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Question number three. Wait, none, next... of you, none of you guys worked on Mad Max. Am I making no, like no, an no, ad? Cool. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't worry about feelings. Don't worry we about got feelings. you beat, man. We didn't even play it. So, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I think, uh, it's also like at a time, I mean, I'm not sure if the game was bad or not, but like I, it was at a time where I was at like open world fatigue. Like I had just played uh, like Witcher 3, I think. Right. And, uh, man, there's like another one that came out around then. And, Obviously, I'm working on Spider-Man, so I'm like, I'm like, my life is open world, yeah. and I start up Mad Max, and there's just like one thing about the controls or something, like <laughs> how he jumps, and I'm like, no, fuck this. And it's like, Mad Max was was a was in developed by the Just Cause guys, or yeah, Avalanche. Okay. Avalanche. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Question number three: What's the next country you want to visit? Oh shit! Uh, actually, my uh, I have a plan to uh, visit Israel. Um, which, uh, will be great. Uh, yeah, I have this, uh, I don't know if you've been like, like creeping on me or anything like that, but I actually have this like, uh, desire to go to places other people don't go. And, um, you know, like a few years ago, I went to like Cambodia and, uh, been to like Colombia and Jordan and stuff uh-huh. like that. So I don't know, like Russia. No. Russia would yeah. be all right. Yeah, that's pretty adventurous. Yeah. We have a Cambodian friend who doesn't even want to go to Cambodia. So it's great. Well, I mean, it's uh, you know, I did like the whole uh, Angkor Wat thing, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was just really, I was like alone, so it's basically like just backpacking through uh, you know, Southeast Asia. But uh, it's wonderful, man. As an artist, I think it's very important to to travel. Yeah, yeah, especially with that. Like you know, I mean, it's cool to uh, you know take the time and especially in that kind of scenario. I mean, obviously I, I, I'm an English speaking person. Like I, I can't speak anything else. So mm-hmm. being surrounded by in like a place where like no one, you can't communicate and like, all you can really do is like take things in is, uh, it was good, man. It was good to just like shut off for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate to do this. Cause that's actually getting pretty deep. <laughs> Question. No, number That was cool. If you had to pick one Ninja Turtle to be your wingman for the rest of your life, who would it right. be? It's it's Raphael for sure. Let's go on. Absolutely, I need I need the. I, we've already established the size difference between you and I. I, I need the. Uh, need the muscle, I, I, I need the muscle, man. Yeah. Cut right to it. Tell the truth. Kind of harshness yeah. of a Raphael. Yeah, I mean, I need like just an honest friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's the honest Raphael for sure. Mm-hmm. Last question, number five. Name a famous product, franchise, or idea you wish you invented. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, anything famous would be great if I was the uh, the inventor of it. I mean, it's hard not to go with the uh, 
the stock, you know, yeah. I wish I made Apple or something like that. <laughs> uh, but I mean, off the top of my head, man, I'm going to say uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, oh man. I, yeah, I wish I was the guy that made D&D. I wish I was Gary Gygax, I guess. But uh, yeah. All right, sweet. So I can definitely say that was the worst time. Uh, you, <laughs> you are, you yeah, I told you, I'm not a rapid. No, no, not a rapid. No, right. perfect, Look, you were honest. You were honest, man. You told us yeah. going into it. Right. it was, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> that was good. All right. Oh, cool. So uh, I kind of want to ask you this uh, question. So I'm an environment guy. Larry's a designer. Mm-hmm. So the, has it been, I'm sure there is, a huge difference developing characters for ps4 versus ps3 like what has been the major what's what's the hot thing right now is it still scanning faces <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh well i mean the difference between i mean ps3 and ps4 i mean really a lot of it is like pbr and like mm-hmm. going like so that'll be the same for environment like it's not mm-hmm. like that different um hair for characters is always the thing man like that's uh that's like fifth time we heard yeah I, I was still the same no one yeah I, I was listening i can't remember his name but he's from uh sony santa monica hmm. and I, I was listening to the oh that episode. Eric, Eric yeah Bell. yeah and he said the same thing i'm like i can't i don't have a better answer i mean it's like <laughs> hair is, is still really difficult um but uh Houdini yeah to work on that man what's, what's that <laughs> Houdini, yeah, yeah, yeah really. Like Houdini, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like X Gen is kind of the the thing everyone kind of circles around a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, from like uh, three to four, I mean, really, it's just taking more of what you had in three, having the PBR engine, and then like expanding on that. So like higher right. poly counts, like more. We have like blend shapes and stuff. So now mm-hmm. we have like on Spidey, I think we have like hundreds of blend shapes, like just to <laughs> like you know manually sculpted. Like mm-hmm. uh, shoulders, his butt, and all that other stuff. Just the get that in there. Yeah, more maps. Yeah, man. So uh, really, it's just I mean, I don't want to say it's more of the same because it's not, but it's like fundamentally, you're just kind of building on what you did in PS3 and just like executing at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, again, like the difference between PS2 and PS3 was yeah. ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, I'm not sure what the next stuff will be, but. You know, I mean, uh, taking a leap like that would be crazy. I mean, getting into like, are we going to do like displacement stuff? Or are we doing like actual like geometry hair? Like, are we doing like straight up next gen or or what? I'm not sure. That's yeah. the scary thing for me is like, I can clearly see reasons why we we're making realism jumps from PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, 2, mm-hmm. 3, 3 to 4. The difference wasn't as great as it was any generation beforehand mm-hmm. to me personally. Yeah, I and think I, I oh, good. Oh, I was going to say, I think a lot of it is like, like hardware improvements, you know, like, I mean, I think things like, you know, loading faster or being able to like stream better or something like that, like definitely measurable. Yeah. Improvements. More, yeah. yeah. Sure. In terms of being like a, a person that makes stuff, like, I don't think it really changed It'll that much. It not changed too much. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So. I'm just wondering what if we were expecting that next level of jump, right? Like I know mm-hmm. you did say displacement and I bring up things with other people like subsurface scattering or mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I find more of these ways where it's not necessarily like a fidelity jump in the sense of I'm adding more polygons all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's trying to find more creative ways to push, I guess what we have. Cause I feel like the upper limit is starting to taper off now mm-hmm. and bang for your buck for the more time that you can put in 
Now again, I'm an outsider. I don't. I do shitty character models again. <laughs> no, don't don't sell yourself short. No, no, yeah, it's no. cool. I, <laughs> like, I already know. I already know. But anyway, it just feels like maybe where we are getting as far as the chase for realism, everyone is starting to realize that that arms race is dying down, mm-hmm. and that's where you're starting to see like what I would consider Overwatch has this hyper stylized kind of formula, but they still use all of mm-hmm. that same modern technology with PBR and yeah. you know all the like they have all that tech pushing mm-hmm. their graphics but they choose to do something like super stylized and yeah. that now is becoming a booming thing, you know, mm-hmm. how, how do you feel? I guess when you look at it like that, uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy because I mean, for us, we basically went from uh sunset to ratchet to Spider-Man gotcha. and uh, I mean, it's the same technology. We just basically upgraded it for each time. So we've, we've been in that spot for over what, like that overwatch is in obviously yeah. not, not, I mean, mm-hmm. Overwatch is fucking insanely, huge but uh you know that seemed like stylized art with a realistic you know um you know rendering Rendering. engine um yeah i mean i i do wonder you know i think like if you have to do if you're going to do like realism you almost have to like commit to it like that's what you're going to do like basically like naughty dog or something right like that's what they're doing that's their their thing you know what i mean and like i mean to get that started is uh it takes a while, right? I mean, again, like our our engine's always going through iterations, and it's an investment, man. That you have to be uh you have to be ready for for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that answered the question or not, yeah, but uh, just looking for opinions. So that, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really yeah. I mean, it's really uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting, and I think like stylized stuff. It it's uh it's kind of funny because I I think like for a while the idea was that you couldn't market a stylized game right right there was no like mass market for it right. and then uh i mean really anything blizzard does is gonna like blow things away but uh i mean fortnite is like the the big one right, right. So, i mean that's you know crazy right now right i mean and like that's like super stylized right so it's it's kind of hard and it kind of becomes this like you know how is it gonna <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's like a little, yeah, evolve, right? Like I think it's like less about like the art style and more like what uh how what you're offering players, you know. Yeah. And I, I think like the idea of um you know like a stylized game being for like kids mm-hmm. is just kind of going away. And I think like that's the big one, you know, like mm-hmm. Overwatch being like worldwide competitive thing, and uh, you know uh, Fortnite being like the biggest, you know. <laughs> social biggest. event ever you know what i mean it's just like yeah. it's insane, right so it's like the biggest game since like a pub g or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like to me stylized has always been a, a a thing to hide like hardware limitations right it was mm-hmm. to like fortnite made a great decision because they they knew that they would want to develop for mobile so having mm-hmm. cross-platform you can hardly notice the difference mm-hmm. with stylized yeah but, with realism, it's you can tell right away with texture, right? Well, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea of it not like realism generally doesn't age very well, right? Like, exactly. You know, I mean, if you look, I mean, I remember playing like Resident Evil One, and I'm like, this game is yeah. like real. Like, I'm yeah. there. Yeah, was, <laughs> was, I'm I'm for some reason walking through a mansion yeah. at a very fixed angle for I have no idea why, but uh, I'm there and. uh now like i'll like replay it or whatever i'm like 
That's why. Like, what, like, what was I thinking? You know? Do you remember? I think, and I might have even said this on the podcast before, but I love bringing up this moment whenever I have this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Resident Evil PS1? You're walking into this room, and there's like the first time you meet one of the zombies, and he just does this turnaround and like, oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, turned off my PlayStation for about three yeah, days. it was yeah. scary. Yeah. Turned it off, didn't go back to it for three days. Yeah, that's how real yeah. it was. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean yeah, the. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it's not as like uh, artfully done, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. the the dogs, man, like the dogs jumping through the window for the first time, like yeah. they scared the shit out of me, mm-hmm. um, dude. I just like, even though I did the art, the art doesn't age well. Like the experience, man, is so. They did such a great job, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he's he says yeah, yeah. eight resident evils later yeah. how, how how prolific of you gavin <laughs> well be a character artist we always look towards you guys to really heighten the ceiling on all techniques and all graphical fidelity right mm-hmm. and uh you guys are always pushing pushing the edge um a lot of studios put a lot of investment, obviously, to make hyper-realism. Mm-hmm. Costs a lot of moolah. <laughs> costs a lot of man hours. Right. Um, do you feel sometimes, and this is not on, you know, over at Sonic or anything, mm-hmm. just on, on generally, do you feel studios sometimes focus too much on the fidelity and not getting the atmosphere like we had in these Resident Evil games, mm-hmm. especially PS1, PS2, you know, those games really set mm-hmm. up the mood to kind of make you feel like you're there and not necessarily the graphics alone? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, not to dodge the question or anything like that, but I think I'm lucky in that both Insomniac and Irrational are story-driven companies. Mm -hmm. And that means that we end up having more of an emphasis on why you're making the thing that you're making. So whether it's like realistic or stylized or not, like it's telling a, a story and like what that's playing into for the experience of the player. Um, I mean, obviously there's games though that are like, I don't know, just scan this actor and done. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely just like how, you know, um, stylized art was kind of used as a way to like, look, you know, get around like a technical challenge. I mean, I think scanning can also be like a, a misconception that you can just like do it and it'll look good. You know what I mean? Like it's still, I mean, it still takes work to make it look good. And, uh, I mean, I think it can kind of become a crutch, but for me, fortunately, like I'm as long as I think it's like if you look at it from a story perspective and you know how it fits into your your world, I, I think uh, it doesn't really matter what the style is, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I kind of want to ask about like kind of where AAA games are nowadays, uh, and what your opinion is, what the next few years will look like. You know, obviously we're recording this and mm-hmm. Telltale just right. through we were mentioning Capcom Vancouver, yeah, which was like a week ago. Yeah, man, that's my old home. Exactly. Yeah. And it feels like uh <clears throat> I know in the PS3 days there was there were a lot of studio closures that were very close together and it was happening week after week, and it feels mm-hmm. like it, that's starting to happen again. Right. Uh, we're near the end of the PS4 cycle. Right. It's also like a third quarter too, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. What you've I, been through this? this <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't <laughs> even like thinking. I'm bringing the place down. I don't know. No, 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 I'm, no, just, no. I'm just. I'm not, I'm not this miserable. Oh, yeah. I forget. I, 
we're going exactly. to time of year. That's all that I meant by it. Right. Yeah. Shit. What, what, you know, being through a few of these studios, obviously now seeing tremendous success, also like sometimes pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's, it's kind of more of the same thing or is it like we're entering a new stage of AAA development that is just unstable for, for a lot of these guys to. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, man. Like I kind of feel like a hypocrite, like saying things cause I'm fortunate. Like I've never, I've never faced a layoff. Um, I mean, a lot of my friends have lost, obviously a lot of my friends have lost their jobs, you know? Um, I'm definitely like an exception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, with Capcom, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure what happened there. Uh, with Telltale, I mean, it just sounds like it just happened. a shitty, shitty situation, man. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I've never worked there. I don't know if it's true, but I mean, it seems pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily like a change. I do think there's maybe not as much room for like a like middle tier. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. it's either like you're you're like smaller or like you're, you know, really, really big. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's been happening for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily like a, you know, phenomenon that's happening like right now, but right. I mean, I think it is, it's just kind of how the industry is right now. It's not a lot of room for the, uh, you the know, middle class. class. Yeah. 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 It's really tough, man. I think if I were to throw my coin in the well and talk about what I think is happening in the market, I just know that we have like the top 1%, the juggernauts, mm-hmm. the AAA that I see being very stable. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of like middle small as in like, hey, eight of us started mm-hmm. a game company and now we made yeah. you know, Tacoma or now we made mm-hmm. Firewatch or like something along that level. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of success opportunities there still mm-hmm. because the risk reward is... <laughs> probably a little better favored for mm-hmm. the studio. when you have 50 people doing a mid-level game, mm-hmm. 30, 40 people doing a mid-level game, it, that money that you make back gets split so many times. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah. It's, it's tough, tough, right? I mean, cause I mean, like for that, you basically, uh, you'll basically make like a smaller game, yeah. but probably have a break even that's close to like a, a really big game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just hard to make it right. And uh, I mean, unless it like kind of, you know, plus I think the distribution of wealth also, or like if you look right. at yeah. the biggest games in gaming right now, all are using some sort of either freemium or premium and microtransaction model where mm-hmm. they're getting more and more and more of the money that is normally spent on video games are getting funneled hand over fist to mm-hmm. like the top tier games. Mm-hmm. So if you were to just consider like, all right, in the industry each month, maybe they spend, I don't know, let's just say, what what's a good number? $430 million a month get spent on video games. I'm just pulling this out of my butt. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty specific, but okay. Well, but you know, I guess what I'm trying to illustrate <laughs> is like 85, 90%, or let's just say like 800 million. I, I really don't know sure. what that uh, is. Like. I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. It's fine. <laughs> 70% of that feels like it's going to like four games. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then everyone else is getting like what's left over. And so mm-hmm. that's, I think that's, if I were saying anything is like not a problem because that's just capitalism. That's just business. 
But yeah. that's just me kind of forecasting, saying like, yeah, we have a lot of top tier products, which are sucking up a lot of the funds that are normally spent on games. And mm-hmm. it's got to come from somewhere. That means that people are spending less on the not as sure about games or the mm-hmm. people are doing less. I'll try it. Yeah. Know, unless it's or, significantly discounted. Yeah. Or I mean, the power of marketing, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're like a middle uh, like middle tier, I mean, you probably don't have a budget for for marketing. I mean, it's like, you know it's huge right so i mean if you if people don't know about your game they're not going to buy it right mm-hmm. so you kind of end up uh you know on the bad side of that right but yeah. but then with like indie stuff right i mean you know like uh steve like uh uh steve gainer yeah 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 uh no, sorry i wasn't sure if i i was all right you know gainer huh yeah yeah, yeah i used yeah. to work with him yeah um is it? Yeah, it's one of those guys. Who's like, oh wow, good job! And then he's like, ah, oh, that little motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, kind of, right? It's like things like that that are like, uh, yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, but no, I mean, things like that are awesome because that's like, I mean, his game is popular because mm-hmm. it's good and people yeah. like it, and. Yeah. The more people liked it, it got, you know, great reviews and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he just kind of did it on his own. Right. And I'm sure it's coma it's the same. Right. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, and I mean, like, that's, you know, that's cool, but I mean, you basically need that like striking oil kind of thing, right. To, uh, to make it work. But I mean, I also think Steve's really smart and I mean, right. obviously he's a great storyteller because, you know, I've, I've worked with him. I've seen it and he is good. And, uh, you know, I, I think he knew like how to market his game to right. the right people um, with a limited budget, and I mean, obviously, it worked. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Basically, everybody needs to be Steve Gaynor. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> if you want to make money in indie games. Yeah, it's uh, simple. If you could make your own game project, or if there's a project or franchise that exists already, other than Spider-Man, like where would you love to lend your talents professionally? You know, if you could, like, hey, I don't like, know, like as a uh, like an indie thing, or it's just like, like a, a big... Tim Burton's doing another Batman, but in video game, yeah. and you're like, yes, I'm all over that. You know? Oh man, I uh, IP wise, I mean, I don't think there's really a lot, but I've been doing. Uh, I have um, like a lot of like retro games that I would love to like to redo um one of my favorites is uh is uh dungeon master i don't mm-hmm. know if you ever played that or not but it's uh like a really really old i mean i think it was on the amiga and uh it's like a first person dungeon crawler right mm-hmm. so you go like grid by grid i was actually working on like a demo for it or for something like it in unreal uh, a few months back oh, nice. and uh things like that are just really cool because like there's no way you know, if if I could have, if like a genie came out of a lamb's like, hey, work on this. Here's like a hundred million dollars or whatever. Sure. Like, oh, awesome. You know, I'm going to make the thing that obviously only me and five other people like, you know what I mean? And like, that's what, that, and like, that's something Spend like that. Whole hundred mil. <laughs> yeah, just bam. I'll, I'll uh, 99.5 million. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean. This game that did something like that. Yeah, I mean. That's like, <laughs> something with stars, huh? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's really, uh. That's really niche, you know, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think it would be cool. I'm also a uh, big um, old school pro wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. Right. Which goes into my childhood of like just superheroes and, mm-hmm. you know, larger than life, like people. Right. And uh, 
being able to work on something that's like one of the arcade, like, you know, yeah. like, like WrestleFest or something like that. WrestleFest, I hate to say this, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I've downloaded that game more times than any other game in my life. Every wow. time I got a new computer, I re-download that game. Dude, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's a great game. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, so something like that would be uh, would be sweet. Um, I think for like mainstream IP stuff, I mean, I don't really have... Like, dude, I mean, uh, maybe I'm the wrong guy to ask because I just just worked on like the one IP that I would ever want in my, in my, uh, my life, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, if I could, I mean, it is, I could, cause I mean, they're making it right now, but I've always loved, uh, the cyberpunk universe mm. and, uh, doing something like that would be great. And like, actually the, when I was telling you about like one of my first jobs like that, it was a, like a cyberpunk themed, Mm-hmm. shooter right so it was like that you know shadow run-esque kind of thing and like i was like over the moon man i i, I love that kind of stuff so uh yeah that, that'd be really cool that's awesome yeah. uh, i guess one last question for me if you don't mind no not at all What's your favorite type of music to listen to when you're doing like a, all right <laughs> i got eight hours to just bang this model out and i gotta get to it i'm uh a shameless metalhead. I, I absolutely love. Uh, yeah, I'm a big metalhead. I'm a specific, specifically uh, Doom. So like the slower, like droning kind of thing. I'm I'm really into. I've actually been. Uh, I mean, it's weird, man. I'm going through phases, but uh, I've actually been listening to a lot of like '80s, um, but like '80s pop. So not not '80s hair metal. So I've been uh, on this like big Tears for Fears kick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll just find myself like listening to Tears for Fears, and I'm like, I think I used to, I, I mean, I obviously I listened to it as a kid, uh-huh. you know, like that, and like the Pesh Mode and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I started listening to it again as a joke to see like how I don't know, <laughs> like just to see like how I could go with it. You know what I mean? I'm like, actually, I really like, I really like this, and yeah. I'm just gonna keep listening to Tears for Fears. Yeah. Um, so it depends, but uh, it fluctuates between. Uh, you know, tears for fears, and uh, I don't know, like high on fire or something like that. Okay, sweet, yeah. One last question for me. So this is kind of like uh, you strike me as a guy who's uh, always ready, always prepared. Fifteen years, <laughs> sure, of bruises and scars, <laughs> right? Says that you you are always ready. So what word of advice do you do you have for those AAA developers or developers in general out there? To always stay sharp um, or, or whatever way they can, mm. what would you say to them? Uh, like for artists or is the developers? Anyone really, general? yeah. Uh, general artists really too. It depends. I think from like a business point of view, I mean, I think like being conservative is mm-hmm. a good idea. Like don't, you know, the the saying of like, don't buy something you can't afford or whatever, right? Like, you know, I actually just I went on like a Twitter rant re- recently about uh like empathy and I, I think like you know I mean again not to talk shit man but like if what I'm hearing from Telltale is true yeah. it's just a, an absolute lack of yeah. respect you know yeah. and yeah. like I think just that's the biggest thing like most people could learn from you know it's like think mm-hmm. about other people and like think about you know what your decisions mean yeah and uh you know, you'll, you'll get like a, a stronger team because of it, you know, you'll have be more honest, like you'll be more productive. Mm-hmm. Um, then for like, actually like artists and developers, just like, you know, uh, on their own, I mean, just don't stop learning, you know, like 
I mean, I always had like side projects going and I think every successful person I know has that, you know, like they just don't, don't get too comfortable, you know, like with what you know, and you know, there's always something to learn for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually would like to steal the microphone back for one last second, just to let you know that Gavin, you have successfully podcasted with us for over an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's now that is a good thing. <laughs> so what I will say is Brandon and I normally like to refill our coffee mugs at this time. And we let you talk directly to our audience to raise awareness, to shout out, to broadcast, or just to hype up something that you're involved in or something you think needs a little more attention. So without further ado, sir, the floor is yours. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Uh, I mean, obviously, the thing that I would plug is Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, that, that is where uh, the majority of my time is gone. But uh if you're on Twitter or any like social media, I would look at uh, Telltale Jobs. Um, I think there's also Capcom Jobs as well. Uh, man, just spread the word and like help out. Just help out the community. That's what I would do. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't really need to search for things for me, but I would uh, definitely spread the word for those guys and uh, you know get them out of a bad situation. You're a good man, Gavin. <laughs> uh, really happy to have you on the podcast tonight. I'm Larry Charles. Good night. This is Brandon Pham. See you guys next week. I could have sworn there was three of us. But am I supposed to well, wave at people or something like this? <laughs> that, that's good. Goodbye. Bye. 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 So thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope that you're a subscriber, but if you aren't, please feel free to follow us on any of the major podcast platforms, especially iTunes or Spotify. You can find show notes and more resources available to help you become a successful game developer. Just go on over to our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, then definitely come check us out in Discord where we chat in real time for After Show Tuesdays to discuss episodes and Feedback Fridays where we share screenshots on the projects that we're currently working on. If you go over to Patreon.com, you can support our podcast financially. And if you do so, you get access to Life Unchained, our on-the-pulse, unfiltered game dev gossip content that we make exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And as usual, you can keep in touch and follow our happenings on Facebook and Twitter. That's Game Dev Unchained, the podcast.